Red Brick Report. As always, I'm your host, Scott Prerost, and with me I have my co-sports editor, Reed Watkins. How's it going, Reed? Good. Ready to talk Redbird sports. Yeah, definitely a big weekend behind us. Uh, we'll start with some softball. Uh, two and one, two and one weekend for the Redbirds uh, against the Evansville Purple Aces. Um, I think you would have liked to get that sweep if you could, because um, currently the standings are looking a little. They're getting pretty tight here. The only uh, we talked about it on NBC Weekly, but the only position locked in right now is one seed for the Northern Iowa Panthers. Everything else can still move. Um, ISU could get up to the two, but if and only if Murray State swept Missouri State and ISU sweeps Southern Illinois. It's not impossible, but not looking great. However, Murray State, I believe, is only half a game back of the Redbirds, so the Redbirds have a lot of heat on their back, and I mean, Missouri State's a good team, so they're going to want Missouri State to take care of business against the Racers, and then ISU obviously facing against Southern Illinois. Uh, Middle-of-the-pack team, I believe they're the five seed right now. Um so you can look there, and it's a big series ahead. Last series of the regular season, like I said, a lot can be moved around. But I would say 2-1 and one against Evansville is a good bounce back after the tough losses you took against Northern Iowa. Yeah, definitely. It's looking like, in all likelihood, that third spot's going to go to ISU in the MVC tournament, assuming um, Missouri State's as tough as they were against the Redbirds when they're facing the Racers. Um, and I don't believe if it ended in a tie... I don't believe ISU would have that uh, tiebreaker because... I think it's impossible, and I don't know how this happened. And I was talking to the other one. They've played a different amount of games. Mm. And I wanted to look Probably at the schedules to make sure, but... Rainouts. Yeah, but I thought there would be some way to reschedule, especially conference-wise. Mm. But ISU, So ISU's two and a half games back in Missouri State and a game ahead of Murray State. Interesting. Or a half game ahead of Murray State. So they can't tie with Missouri State or Murray State unless I missed a midweek game that's supposed to happen this week. Um, but as of now, it looks like two through four, it's impossible for there to be a tie just because of ISU having played an odd amount of games compared to the rest of them. It'll be interesting to see how that works out for ISU. But um, back to what I was saying is they swept Murray State at the Murray State tournament earlier this season but those are not MVC games, so they don't really count for anything in the league. Um, but I think that shows a clear disparity between the top three in the league right now as it stands, U and I, Missouri State, ISU, and then the rest of the conference. Um, ISU's looked really strong, and if you told me that they would be number three right now in the league a month, two weeks to a month into the season – I would have been shocked. You know, this team has really turned it around, and they're playing well. Um, that series win over Evansville does a lot. You want the sweep, but the series win. Um, it's a confidence booster. It gets, yeah, it gets you right back into it as you look to close the season against um, SIU. Yeah, um, the game that we're talking about here, Belmont, is the game that they uh, had rained out earlier in Nashville. Uh, the game three of that series got rained out, and I guess for whatever reason, I mean, I thought maybe this week you could have done it or maybe – Either the past two weeks, really, because they haven't had a midweek game either week. But like I said, I don't really know exactly what goes all into that scheduling, mm-hmm. so I won't speculate too much. But that game is going to be a huge difference maker. I mean, because like now, if the scenario did come down where Murray State swept Missouri State and ISU swept SIU, ISU wins that tiebreaker because they have a half game lead, mm-hmm. and then uh, ISU would like to sweep Southern, but they don't necessarily have to as long as Missouri State takes care of the business over Murray State. 
because of once again that that game that got canceled that half game difference is going to play a big difference there um but yeah like we said a big three game set here at marion Kinnear stadium make sure to get out and cheer on the redbirds there as they look to uh come on kind of end the season on a high note there heading into the mvc tournament where i mean anything can happen like i said uh that series against you and i you're tired of winning after the fifth in every game you're in there against you and i and so i think you can easily beat any team in the conference but it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out over these uh next two weeks or so uh, we'll move on to baseball um really looking a lot different than what they did for about a month there they had that eight game losing streak um ending with the uh they had that loss to milwaukee and then they ended that losing streak with the 18 11 win against northern illinois and since then they looked like a little bit different of a team um you had that three game win streak and then lost to bradley that was a tough loss there but then lindenwood northern illinois and then you lose run roll to southern and then the fact that they were able to bounce back and take two and three against southern who i believe is fifth in the conference um what a turnaround that was and what a huge series wins for the redbirds there yeah, no question. They needed that one. Um, it, it meant a lot. I mean, Southern was not an easy team to beat by any means, and those were tough games. Each of them was. And, um, yeah, I think it showed a lot about this team's grit and what they can do when they're healthy. Obviously, you saw Luke Chang get back in there a little bit. Um, that was a big lift for the Redbirds, and we'll see how much he can play going forward. Um, and I know he spent a lot of time playing this season injured. I don't think he's been at 100% maybe this entire year. So um, I'd love to see this team when they're healthy and see what they can do, um, if they can get into this conference tournament, if they have everyone available. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Southern Illinois is actually the third team in the conference. So, I mean, currently ranked third. Uh, to be able to get that series win against a team of that caliber is absolutely huge for this team. And I think these next three series set you up to try to continue that success. Evansville, UIC, and Valparaiso are combined 10 games under 500. Uh, Evansville's at 500. UIC, four games under. Er, UIC, six games under. Valparaiso, four games under. So, I mean, ISU, they're still on the outside looking in for the MVC tournament at the moment. But, I mean, eight, or, yeah, nine, 10, and 11 are all tied at six and 12. So, plenty of movement still possible in the conference. And I think if ISU continues to play at the level that they have these past couple weeks, uh, they're definitely putting themselves in a position to make that tournament and maybe make some noise. Uh, we'll move on to uh, track and field coming up here. Um, another big weekend for them. I they Every weekend they're breaking records, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they split again this weekend, Drake Relays, and then the Clarkwood Invitational. A um, couple of big uh White flags is what they're called at the Drake Relay for an event win. Uh, Taylor Kesner with a 54.11 meter throw in discus. Uh, the fourth best throw in school history won the event. And then Ray Dofa Braziel in the men's 400 meter run uh, had a time of 47.6 seconds to win the event. So a couple big wins there and then same uh, strong performance over at the Clarkwood Invitational as well. Yeah, no question about it. Um, Hasi Fashina Bambata and Bree Bugs continue to excel on the women's side. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's just so many standout individuals. Um, Brandon Ratliff specifically has had an outstanding season. Definitely um, at hurdles. Yeah, def- like he's uh, really been a strong strong point for uh, ISU, and he's in his senior year. So um, I'd like to see him continue to excel and um, lift the MVC, the second-place projected MVC finish to a first-place finish for the men's side. So... Um, the women continue to do their thing, and um, it's just such a strong program. We talk about it constantly. So 
um, hats off to them. You can see to, we'll be excited to continue to see what they do. Yeah, definitely. They actually only have one more meet here before the MVC champion. Well, one more weekend, two meets. Uh, they go to the Wisconsin Alumni Classic in Madison, Wisconsin, Friday, and then the Billy Hayes Invitational in Bloomington, Indiana, Friday as well. So just uh, one day for those meets mm -hmm. uh, before next weekend. Uh, the MVC Championships Friday through Sunday hosted in Normal, Illinois, uh, right by Tri Towers on campus. Uh, they'll have the MVC Championship. So. Um, a lot to look forward for, to for this team, and like you said, I mean, they are such a strong program. They show it week in and week out, and I, I would say there's absolutely nothing stopping them from taking home an MVC title here in a week and a half. Uh, the last thing we want to talk about, uh, we talked about last week uh, men's golf was on a tear. I don't believe they had actually clinched the MVC championship at the time that we recorded last week, but they uh, they did do it um, one by, I think it was about – it was the lowest three-round score in program history, which is just an incredible feat there. Um, and then just today, uh, you were there. They were announced to be going to the NCAA Bath Regional at Eagle Eye Golf Club in uh, Michigan. Um, they were the 12 seed, correct? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so uh, the men's golf team gets another MVC championship for uh, Illinois State this year, and uh, they are 12 days away, so it starts uh, not this coming Monday, but the Monday after that. Yeah, I'm, this is a strong team, and I talked about it a little bit in an article earlier this week. It's the depth that gets it done for ISU, and um, everyone in their lineup is capable of going low. Um, it's just who's going to step up in the when it matters. And um, recently, it's been Felix Van Dyke. He's such a strong player, um, and helped them to two of the lowest scores. I think it was both two seventy six they had in the championship to get them. Yep. Um, the two lowest scores in uh, NCA or not NCA but MVC championship history, which is just amazing. They were able to do that twice in the same um, tournament, and um, yeah, the team works outstanding um, in such an individual sport. But that's because of Ray Kralis and the job he does with that program. Uh, very strong and very exciting for this team, um, getting their first run at a NCA regional. Um, with the group that's here right now. Uh, Kralis has been there before himself, but none of these students athletes have been, so it'll be exciting to see them uh, get their first taste of NCAA action. Um, it is the closest regional option they had, which will play to their um, advantage. Uh, Kralis was kind of talking about how in warm weather it can go and kind of even everyone out, um, but in cold weather you have to have been prepared for it and be ready to go, so that could play to ISU's advantage. They are the 12th of 13 teams so, um, you know, they're, it's a long shot, but uh, five teams, five of those teams will advance, and um, they're all going to be on the same course playing the same golf. So um, be exciting to watch them compete at this level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like we said, uh, we're just 12 days away uh, from that uh, MVC, uh, or not the MVC, the NCAA tournament there. So make sure to follow along for updates on that. Um, just a couple other updates. If you haven't been paying attention, we talked about it last week, but uh, men's basketball currently has one scholarship remaining. Women's basketball also has one scholarship remaining. Um, so a big offseason ahead for them. And I think the offseason, we've talked about them in the past, but I think the offseasons up to this point have been a relatively big success for both sides. Uh, the three recruits that the uh, or transfers that the men's basketball team has brought in have all been immediate impact players. They're players who are going to make an impact from day one and uh, making this team a better team. And then on the women's basketball side, while you lost Paige Robinson and Mary Crompton, Paige got drafted. Uh, Gillespie got the extension. 
Uh, you bring in Caroline Waite and Deanna Wilson announces she's staying. So I think both of those programs have had some relatively successful off-seasons. Yeah, no question. One point I want to make about the men's team is that there's been talk of them not filling that last spot, you know, trying to find someone that gels. Um, you don't want, you know, 15 guys asking for more minutes. But the culture in this room is really good, and um, the culture in their program, I should say. And I think they're going to find a guy is what I would say. I don't think they leave a spot open um, or, you know, upgrade a walk-on or bring another walk-on in, you know. I think they're going to find a way to put more talent on the floor in the program. And um, I would say I'm, I would be surprised to see anything else from uh, this team, especially considering the offseason they've had and the talent they've already brought in. Um, I think that um, the two transfers they brought in before Jordan Davis played a role in his decision. So I think that gives you a chance to make an even bigger impact and show who you've already got. Um, to lure in more talent, and I think they'll do that with that last scholarship spot. Yeah, definitely. I I think the the off seasons. This is why they brought in Ryan Pete and his ability to do what he's doing right now to bring in transfers. Um, that's what he specialized in. He his recruiting ability is what pe- most people noticed and it's showing right now. And I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of high hopes for this uh, men's basketball team. Obviously, like you said, I mean, until you see what they do with this last spot. Um, there's no nothing set in stone yet, but I think for the most part, people are aware of what the Redbirds have been doing, and I think there's a lot of talk about them, and it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, conference looks like uh, come September, October, when the season's finally starting to kick into gear, but uh, I think the Missouri Valley Conference on both sides, men's and women's, is going to be a lot of fun next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, no question about it. Another point about Peden is that, I mean, I don't think you can find a commitment that he's made that he hasn't stuck to so far. Um, obviously the assist to turnover ratio was something he emphasized that um, was still a little bit of a struggle in year one but I mean that's something they've already addressed this offseason with the ball handlers they have brought in so um, you know there's a lot of trust I think in that program in him uh, the opportunities that you're bound to receive if you you know put the work in and are deserving of it um, so yeah I think it's just a great culture that's being built there more than just um, a team that will be able to win some games. Yeah, definitely. I agree 100%. Um, like we were saying, I mean, just it's a big offseason, um, a lot to look forward to. I think these spring sports have uh, have been really exciting across the board, and I think it's setting up for a really exciting uh, fall and winter seasons coming ahead. Uh, but I think ISC sports are in a good spot right now. Um, Coaching-wise, athlete-wise, it's, 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 it's a really good time to be a Redbird. Um, I think that's it for me. Anything else from you, Reed? That's all I got. All right. So uh, in the meantime, make sure to follow along. Oh, here we go. Um, Miles Foster releases final schools. Illinois State, Temple, Ohio, and George Washington plans to announce his decision soon. That's a tweet notification from the Portal Report. Um, So, yeah, interesting to see how that um, works out. Again, that's Illinois State, Temple, Ohio, and George Washington are the final schools listed for Miles Turner. Um, that's courtesy of the Porter Report on Twitter. So interesting uh, recruiting update just as we wrap up um, and see if that could be a, that final recruiting spot, that final scholarship filled by ISU. Yeah, so, I mean, like I was saying, if you want to make sure to keep an eye on uh, what's going on with that uh, final spot, uh, make sure to follow along on our Twitter accounts at the underscore Vidette and at Vidi underscore sports, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.